Hello, and welcome back to Allegedly Astrology. Each week, we'll be breaking down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. And this week, we've got a huge conspiracy-filled episode in store. Dana, what are we covering in this episode? Today, we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell with a very special guest, astrologer Kim White. Woo! Yay! Kim's here! <laughs> Super excited to talk about this. Love, love this topic of conspiracy theories and, uh, you know, sex trafficking. Super fun. We love that. <laughs> we love that. Cam, uh, tell us about yourself. We need to know your big three. Uh, big three is Sag Rising, Leo Sun, Libra Moon. So I'm a little boring and conservative, but um, uh, a little bit about me. I'm a, I'm 25. Um, I'm a professional astrologer. Uh, I've been doing astrology for seven years now. Um, background in like traditional, but of course, you know, I live in the modern time, so modern astrology is kind of a part of it. But uh, yeah, I'm also a musician, artist, uh, kind of, you know, overall around or, or creative all the way around. But um, yeah, mostly just doing astrology nowadays. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, the, the bio thing's super hard for me. Cause I'm like, I what? know. Well, You're like, right? what, how do I describe myself? Well, but what part of me do you want to see? I know. <laughs> well, I, do, I do have to ask. Fairly I think our moon. listeners will want to know. You know, we don't see a lot of straight male astrologers. So how did you sort of get into this and not think it's voodoo like many of your, your peers? <laughs> well, it's super funny. This is a conversation that's happening so much. It's like when astrology Astrology enthusiasts are not straight white guys, but you see a lot of astrologers and teachers are straight white guys. It's this mm. weird thing where like, it's not, it, for me, I got into spirituality through, you know, usually there's two routes people take. It's like, one is, um, they're just like curious about it. Maybe their mom was like into crystals. And so they casually got into it. Me, on yeah. the other hand, I had like three life crises, bunch of deaths in the family, suicidal. And I got into spirituality through that. And then that eventually led me into astrology. And I got into it back in like 2014, 2015. And there was just, I mean, I had no uh, opinions on it because there was no online. There was not a lot of information. Yeah. There was not, it was, I mean, like, it's super funny. I talked to clients who they know all of their sources and all of this history within like three months of learning it. My God, it's like the, the luxury it must be to have all the information online uh, nowadays. Yeah. This wasn't like that. So I never had that Nowadays, I'm getting a lot of my buddies into astrology. Yeah. Um, they're starting to see it all the Lead time. The way. Like, well, oh, yeah. Well, you get the crypto guys. It's the crypto oh, yeah. that will actually hear you out. And then they see it and they're like, holy shit, there's something to this. And now <laughs> it's getting, like, one of my buddies, uh, you still, you never judged me for it. I used to have a lot of friends that judged me for it. But um, one of my buddies now is just like, balls deep now in astrology is just like using that shit uh, for trading, using it for his relationships and all types of stuff. So it's like, it's weird at first, but it's, you know, I mean, it's how, I don't know. I feel like astrology shouldn't be like a sex or a gender thing since it's so like sure. historic. Right now we're going back into the past and talking about Jeffrey Epstein. So Sarah and I will give a little breakdown about who he was, but he was a millionaire, financier, and investor. He was also a registered sex offender who was later arrested and sent to prison for said sex trafficking. Um, since the allegations against him were widely reported on, his life inspired many articles, conspiracy theories, documentaries. So let's learn a little bit more about Jeffrey Epstein. So Jeffrey Epstein grew up in Brooklyn to middle-class parents, and eventually he just became rich as fuck. And a lot of people don't know where he got his wealth. 
which is sketchy, but on brand for him. Um, He was friends with a ton of politicians, businessmen, celebs, even royalty, like to name drop. He was really good friends with Bill Clinton. He has like a bizarre painting of Bill dressed (laughs) like Monica Lewinsky (laughs) in his home. Um, And he even was friends with Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, even Bill Gates. So like even the nerds, just to name a few, and as well as a ton of other socialites around the world. So very well connected. Yeah, and he had a very considerable real estate portfolio, um, which is kind of important to note, but it included a mansion on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, a ranch in New Mexico, a house in Palm Beach, Florida, an apartment in Paris, and not one but two private islands in the Caribbean. So um, all of which where he conducted a bunch of extremely shady shit. So Dana, why don't you kick it off with Epstein's big three. Okay, so we don't know his big three because we don't know what time he was born. (laughs) But we do know his sun and his moon. He was born on January 20th, 1953 in Brooklyn, New York. And he's an Aquarius sun and an Aries moon. So... Uh, I mean, because we know who he is, I'm saying this is a potential inferiority complex because uh, his son in Aquarius, like he sees himself as one of the crowd. He doesn't really always feel special necessarily, but an Aries moon like is very self-validating. So wants to like break through that uh, sort of like emotional cloud. Also, mm. he actually was like a talented artist and never nothing ever really came from that. So um, I don't want to say big Hitler energy, but I just did. I was just I was just gonna, I, in my head, I was like, oh, so was Hitler, yeah, but I right. just kept it in my head. Also, well, he was born nine days before a total lunar eclipse in Leo, which may or may not mean anything because he wasn't born during the eclipse-like uh, season. But I mean, <clears throat> I like to note it whenever someone was born around an eclipse because it does kind of uh, lend itself to potentially extreme experiences in life. And he has Saturn conjunct Neptune in Libra, which answers to a Venus conjunct Mars in Pisces. And so Venus and Mars in Pisces, this also kind of speaks to his like thwarted artistic dreams, which like I think carries over to loving like nubile women. I mean, AKA girls. <laughs> and then Saturn conjunct Neptune in Libra kind of like obliterates normal ideas about partnership, like being just like two people or like just really sort of like any sort of a heteronormative ideas about that, I think. What about you, Cam? Um, so yeah, the Saturn Neptune conjunction in his chart catches my attention so much because, well, the reason, and I was, uh, this is something that we, I kind of wanted to talk about in this episode because there's a Saturn Neptune conjunction in Aries coming up in a couple years. I don't know if you know that, Ooh. um, right, right on his moon. But I look at the Saturn, uh, Neptune conjunction at like the end cardinal degrees, and we had that Saturn Pluto conjunction, and that's, of course, you know, Jeffrey killed himself. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah, that was, that was, I don't know if you can pick up that one. Um, <laughs> But the Saturn on Neptune, the idea of this guy uh, literally runs secret societies with the most powerful and the wealthy and the elite. That's pretty crazy to me. If that's a very Saturn Neptunian mm. thing of like, you don't even know what's going on here. And I mean, yeah, the Mars Venus conjunction, he's uh, in Pisces, he's just a weirdo. That's one <laughs> thing. But I think the Saturn Neptune is the most compelling part of his chart. That's like, yeah, I do. I do shit with authorities that you don't know what's going on. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Classic shady little bitch. So (laughs) just for like the purposes of this episode, we're just going to focus like an overview of his life and his dealings, especially in Palm Beach, Florida. Um, I live very close to there. I'm like 40 minutes away, I think. So I tried to see his house when I was in Palm Beach and they knocked it down. 
Whoa. So yeah. I think that's shady. That's not suspicious at all. Yeah. I know. Wow. I wanted to go and take a photo in front of it, like do like a peace sign like that. Like, <laughs> what does that say about me as a person? But like, I, I tried so. to go and yeah, it got knocked down in 2020. So the more you wow, know. That's what are they really trying to get rid of? Um, Epstein kind of just goes about his unusually shady business when eventually federal prosecutors are like, hey, it appears you've been sex trafficking minors, like surprise. And this is something that's been like kind of lurking around in rumors around the area for a few years. Yeah, and it was definitely not a well-kept secret. So what he would do is he would pay high school girls to come over and give him, quote-unquote, massages, and then those massages would, surprise, turn sexual. Then he would tell them that he could offer them even more money if they could bring him more girls to do this too. And so it's important to note that even though Palm Beach is a very ritzy town, a lot of these high school girls were generally from lower economic backgrounds and surrounding towns. So essentially, he used his power and money to groom them into not only being sex trafficking victims, but to also help him traffic other girls as well. Yeah, piece of shit. Then in 2005, a 14-year-old girl comes forward and said she had sex with him. And at this point, he was also charged with multiple counts of being a creep, having sex with more underage girls, The case went to a grand jury in Palm Beach, and he was facing a bunch of charges that could have gotten him in prison for life. Yep. But because I mentioned before, Palm Beach is a very chic, rich city with lots of Republicans in high places. And he, of course, gets a secret deal. And in 2008, he was sentenced to 13 measly ass months in a county jail with an extensive work release program. So he like didn't even spend that much time there. So he does his time, gets out. Then he's like straight back on his bullshit. He's creeping on young girls, bringing them on trips to hook up with other other like older creep rich dudes. And he's just surrounding himself with these powerful people who kind of just look past the fact that there's all these weird-ass rumors about him. Um, But that doesn't really stop the lawsuits being filed against him. So he gets more, but he kind of just settles them out of court, aka just pays them off or freaks the girls out into silence. And he continues living his life for another decade. So this happens for like 10 years until this investigative report comes out about him in 2018. Yeah, and this was an investigative report by Julie K. Brown for the Miami Herald, and it really blew up his spot. It called out the fact that Epstein was a serial sex offender, was given a deal by a Trump cabinet member, and besides the incredibly lenient charges he received for his crimes, it uncovered how an FBI probe looked into him, was like mysteriously shut down. His All of his co-conspirators were given immunity um, for their crimes, so she really just like kind of blew the the lid off of this very big know conspiracy. What yeah. Trump cabinet member gave him a deal? Uh Acosta? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. The little nerd was... man. Okay, because I'm still hung up on the fact that William Barr's father is the one who hired him at Dalton. I know. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, because I was trying to think. I was like, who was the guy? Because I remember it was like, it was Jim Acosta because he was doing something yep. in Florida. And he was like, hey, it's all good. And this was like back in 2018. <laughs> yeah. That like totally ruined his political career, I think, like last year. Yeah, yeah he, he just like, stepped down eventually. Had just, like, he was like, I did nothing wrong. And then the next day he's like, I resign. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was just still like, like back in the day where people stepped down instead of just like carrying on their lives as if nothing happened. Um, But the article also featured interviews from eight women who agreed to tell their stories. So that was like super big. And in total, 80 young women, 80, 
880. That's, That's so many people. In total, 80 young women accused Epstein of sex crimes and described the campaigns he used to silence them. So just like all the tea is getting spilled. Right. And remember, like Sarah said, he had been out of prison for 10 years, gallivanting around the world, continuing his cycle of abuse, when our hero, Julie K. Brown, writes the expose. So what's going on during the time this article finally comes out? Okay, so Julie K. Brown, presumably one of the last journalists in America, debuted this article <laughs> on November 28th, 2018. Um, and on this day, uh, Pluto was conjunct Jeffrey Epstein's Mercury and Capricorn. So, like, Mercury's, like, the mind and Pluto's, like, secret. So it's basically just exposing all of his secrets and especially related to, like, in Capricorn, it's going to be, like, related to, like, infrastructure, any sort of, like, societal old guard type shit. Um, and then Uranus and Aries was opposite Venus and Libra. And so Uranus is literally present in like all of our breaking news stories. Um, and so <laughs> this is just like blowing the cover on him. Uh, Uranus like is like surprise. And um, Venus also has to do with like basically all of his dealings because it has to do with like women as well as money. So that is what's going on. And, and th- that's it's also conjunct his, his Saturn Neptune conjunction. So like everything Cam just said about exposing um, or everything about like him having to do with like these secret networks of very powerful people. It's exposing that. And then also the South Node crossed his son on uh, 11 or on November 4th. So that's just like ending his reign in general. The South Mm. Node is a drain. Cam, please take it away. Um, (laughs) The Venus Uranus opposition on that day is what catches my eye the most because Venus is on his Saturn. Uranus is right opposite it. And, you know, I think with this thing too, it's, you you want to kind of develop like a pattern with the with the astrology of like okay what are the things keep showing up the other thing is the sun jupiter kazemi um i don't know if you guys remember but when jupiter went to scorpio that was the whole me too movement thing and that oh, yeah. was like jupiter kind of exposing things that were in the shadows and the dark and jupiter is usually a prevailer of truth so i think like this would being a mercury this was when mercury was retrograde on jupiter it was a jupiter mercury kazemi if i remember right back then um which i mean that's totally like revelation of information i also thought it was interesting the moon was on his south node which isn't necessarily the transit you want to have um <laughs> you know what i mean mm. neptune's it's also a mars neptune conjunction which i mean maybe we're reading into that a little bit too deep the pluto and its mercury is interesting though but again i think so i know we're not supposed to use the astro theme chart but i do kind of like his chart as a sag rising Loki. <laughs> um well, that would also put mercury as a seventh house ruler and pluto on a seventh house ruler you get the whole just lane thing mm. um you know what I mean? So, and, the, I, and yeah, I didn't even notice the South Node going over his son right after his nodal reversal, too. So, yeah, kind of like a flip of the script, almost in a sense. Finally. Yeah. No, that's crazy. And I just feel like something with this, too, this article and his story in general, I just feel like this really brought out the fact that, you know, there's always been so many conspiracies about, like, sex trafficking, like, even when you go back to, like, Johnny Gosh, like, that kid that was, like, the first milk carton kid, like, no one believed necessarily that he, like, whether or not he's dead or alive, no one believed, like, sex trafficking rings really existed, but then news of Jeffrey Epstein kind of brought to light, like, this, like, fucking weird underworld of rich people that no one believed existed until now, which is, like, crazy, especially with all those transits and... Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Um, But, you know, this article 
basically takes all the things he's been trying to keep low-key into the spotlight. Um, so, you know, meanwhile, over the years, like, he had been dealing with all these lawsuits about his involvement with underage girls, and he was settling all of those out of courts. But then around this time, too, the court records for all of that had been unsealed. Ooh. So the FBI was like, oh, isn't this interesting? Finally, so they, they were yeah. taking some interest. <laughs> were they, yeah. though? Because wouldn't they have to be covering their asses, kind of? I mean, depending on what what theories you subscribe to, which clearly which, <laughs> we know which ones I do. So the FBI is very picky and choosy about what <laughs> yeah. they care about. Yeah. But that's American and, government in general. Yes. Sure. But also there's, like, national or, like, federal level, like, FBI agents. And so, like, the yeah. ones in Florida were all were, could probably much be oh, yeah. much more easily paid off. I think that's exactly what happened, actually. Florida, like the um, the the Palm Beach police were the only ones who cared about it, so they probably had like intelligence down there who maybe yeah. And I'm like, oh, the Palm Beach police, like I'm sure they could do a lot. Just like Cam mentioned, this was happening during the Me Too movement, which was a time when women were bringing up very shocking allegations of their mistreatment by very powerful men. So, um, you know, this was not a great time if you were a rich guy doing a bunch of shady shit. <laughs> this is not a good time to That's be a rich guy. That's not a good time. So what, what is that? If you're, if you're a rich guy, don't do shit during uh, what kind of Kazemi? <laughs> uh, well, that was just don't do bad shit in general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But especially... Yeah. We can't give it, we can't give rich men any any tips. So I won't I won't put that out in the ether. I don't I hope rich men aren't listening to this. <laughs> I highly they are it. I am <laughs> sure, I'm sure yeah, they're like not. We know rich men are the biggest, you know, connoisseurs of astrology. <laughs> I love hearing our voices, our high pitched voices. Well not my <laughs> our Chicago accents. <laughs> yes. Um eventually the FBI arrests Jeffrey Epstein in New Jersey at an airport and charges him with sex trafficking and sex trafficking trafficking conspiracy. Okay, so on this day, it was July 6, 2019. And um, what I saw the loudest was the South Node was conjunct Saturn and Capricorn. And the South Node, again, is a drain. Saturn and Capricorn is all about, like, power structures and, like, who's the most powerful. Also, Capricorn often gets, I guess, I don't want to say blamed or, like, tagged with, like, being the patriarchy, but it is a feminine, traditionally feminine sign, so I think that's kind of interesting. Um, and I don't really have anything else to say about it. I just am <laughs> noting that. Um, but, yeah, that's, so I feel like, and that's also, like, close to his Mercury, which is also, like, Pluto is retrograding towards his Mercury. So I feel like this is just, like, a big kind of, like, expose of secrets. It's, like, finally being brought down. And then also Neptune is applying uh, in retrograde to his, like, venus mars conjunction in pisces which neptune like is all about like deception and shit so i feel like it's like kind of this could maybe perhaps be some sort of like foreshadowing to the fact that we're never gonna actually find out what uh went down oh with damn him because it's like foggy but i don't know Kim, what do you think uh well that i have an opinion on that but i think that's for a little bit later in the show okay but i w- do have an opinion on that what i was looking at with this arrest chart um Saturn, yeah, Saturn, South Node, Pluto. I mean, what you kind of saw too with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in 2020 was every monolith, every huge structure, whether that was, you know, a corporate, a government, it's, it's, there was this sense of like, it's getting old and it ain't working anymore. And then you have, and you know, the more I'm looking at this chart, because um, I don't know if you guys are doing the video of this, but for people listening, we're using Jeffrey Epstein's chart with the sun on the ascendant, so Aquarius rising. So this would make Mercury rule his eighth house in the 12th house. And he literally died in a prison from, and this is the Saturn South node Pluto thing coming up towards his Mercury, where this is kind of like, all right, you're going to prison, buddy. Really? Um, <laughs> 
And I do, and I thought it was interesting too that this was literally right after that eclipse on his Uranus, um, which was just kind of like, yeah, you know, <laughs> that <laughs> expect the unexpected, expect the unexpected. And plus, Jupiter too is squaring his Mars and Venus, so there's kind of like this sense of like Jupiter and Sag is very, you know, idyllic. Is like thinking of the best situation and Mars and Venus and Pisces is like the best situation. Of course, is always going to happen, and of course, it doesn't. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> I forgot that he got arrested in 2019. I feel like this was like 10 years ago that all this happened now. Yeah. So much has happened. Take. Yeah, love all of that. So I've seen, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I said it in like a dick way, but I, I meant it sincerely. Um, I've seen Ghost in Jail, a real one this time. And he's denied bail because obviously he's like a huge fucking flight risk. And then a month, okay, also I didn't realize it was a month. A month after he was arrested, he's found dead in his cell by apparent suicide. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I thought he had some like time in there. The but timing no. of this, like looking back on it, like Cam said, it's just, it seems like it happened a million years ago. Obviously, a lot has happened in the world since July of 2019, but so I didn't realize it happened so fast. Um, but it was interesting because when he did get to jail, he was put in like a very secure cell and on suicide watch. I mean, <laughs> that's what they said, but then. Right in We're like all using the week finger or, quotes, by the way. The week, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm doing a lot of finger quotes. This will not be on video, but just so you guys know, it's it's there for effect. Um, but right like in two weeks before he, his apparent air quotes suicide, he was just like abruptly taken off suicide watch, moved off of his like Forget secure, um, like people were watching him more intensely, but then all of a sudden that abruptly stopped and no, there was no report filed for like why that happened. And then, you know, surprise, surprise, he's dead. Yeah, surprise. That was <laughs> August 10th, 2019 at 6.30 a.m. It was when he was found um, after, you know, killing himself. Um, <laughs> you know, killing him. And so let's see. Okay, so the death, uh, the ascendant for the like finding his dead body was conjunct as Pluto in Leo, which I think is interesting. I mean, Pluto is the planet of like power in Leo. I mean, I don't th- know that the sign has much to do with it, although maybe Canem has a better take. Um, but I think is this like his confirmed death uh, on his death certificate. Is this his time of death? I think this is when they the time they found his body. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's on the death certificate. Did we check that? It's like when they found his body. It was so they don't. Yeah. And then Pluto's also conjunct as Mercury and Capricorn, which I mean we've been saying the whole time, but it's like a dual Mm -hmm. Pluto. Pluto. Whenever I think like a planet is doubly activated, I feel like that's a very interesting uh, marker. So like that being a huge theme. Yeah, well, when you get a guy like that, you've got to look for Pluto. You're like, for Pluto, sure. like, like, you know, Pluto isn't going to show up in some guy who just works like a nine to five job. But <laughs> yeah, for someone who's, who is control of huge, high level elite people. Yeah, Pluto is going to show up a lot of the in a lot of those charts. And yeah, it's the Pluto being. Well, again, this is um, like I said, the Astro theme chart, even though it's probably wrong and a lie. I like using it for certain things <laughs> that, that I was kind of thinking about. But I mean, just putting the sun on this and that's literally Saturn-Pluto conjunction in his 12th house and his death of suicide in a prison is like literally headline news that changes everything. And I mean, yeah, I, f- I forgot how fast. Yeah, that happened so fast. But yeah, they had to get rid of him. Um, mm-hmm. There was no way that was going to linger around anywhere. Um, 
I, yeah, I look at it just so much as Saturn and Pluto. I mean, also too, if you look, this is during Pluto starting to square his Neptune. And this is also right after that. I think oh, yeah. the Netflix documentary came out when the Pluto Neptunes were perfected. Mm. But the Saturn Neptune over his, uh, Saturn South node squaring all this, it's just building everything up. But I really like how this is literally on his eighth ruler of death and the eighth ruler is in the 12th house of prisons. Like it, and also too, you know, um, I think it's I think it's absolutely insane to think that, you know, he killed himself when you talk about the American. um, What do you call it? The prison industrial complex, which is a private a private entity, which these usually like there's a couple of YouTubers, YouTubers I watch that um, tell a lot of their prison stories. I'm like really into that stuff. And they talk a lot about how a lot of those guards you pay off like nothing. They're just dudes with jobs. They're not cops that have a sworn oath. It's all private. They're just like, give me money and I'll do whatever. Wow. Oh, yeah. So well, I know of, that. You know, privatized. So what else do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our prison complex is just, we could probably talk about this for hours and hours. But basically what I think Cam is saying is that it's really easy to pay someone off to do shit. So I think that's... Uh, Especially if they're like the Clintons said, and they have a ton of money to pay them off. <laughs> Dana, we're not perpetuating. I just made that up. I'm murderers. A, it's a parody. But it's yeah, parody. okay. Because, parody law. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, there's been a ton of finger pointing because nobody understands how such a high profile inmate could die like this. His brother thinks he was murdered because duh. Donald Trump thinks Bill Clinton <laughs> killed him. And just you remember, Dana that. has the same big three as Donald Trump. So that makes sense of why she thinks also Bill Clinton killed him. Um, other people think Trump killed him. And all this stems from the fact that people think he was just blackmailing a lot of powerful people. But now he was like <laughs> facing real jail time, not like the fake jail time of his past indiscretions or discretions. Um, the people were worried he was going to spill some tea to get out of there. And I'm sure they were right. But regardless, the New York Medical Examiner has ruled it a suicide. And that's kind of that's kind of that. And more importantly for us. Now that Jeffrey Epstein is dead, prosecutors shifted their case to someone incredibly close to him. So now it's time to chat about British socialite and former girlfriend, again, air quotes, just <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell. So that's where we'll end it for this episode. Yes. So that's the end of part one. Make sure to immediately listen or if you need a break, we understand. But make sure to listen to part two where we'll dive deeper into Ghislaine's chart, um, talk about some predictions for her in the future, and even sprinkle in some more conspiracy with the conspiracy king himself, Alex Jones, and how the fuck he relates to all this. So you won't want to miss it. And in the meantime, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Yep. Remember, reviews really help us out. And if you leave us one on Apple Podcasts and DM us or email us um, a screenshot of your review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. And make sure to follow us, Allegedly Astrology, on Instagram, Reddit, and Hey Hero, and Allegedly Astro on Twitter. I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology. Allegedly Astrology.